What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Uh, with me today, um, I have got a good friend, uh, someone who has been on here repeatedly and on my other podcast, Gen X Show. Um, in fact, I think he's been on CSG more than he has been on the other podcast now that I think about it. Um, and this is uh, my... my, my I, I was going to say buddy, but it's like, that's so insulting. It's like, it's like, oh, my buddy, I pat you on the head. My good friend uh, and recent Chicago resident, uh, Trey Mitchell. Hello, sir. Hey, man. I'm always happy to be on. I love talking basketball. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're my buddy. It's a, it's okay to say that. You can give me a nice pat on the head after this. <laughs> you're, he, he's taller than me, so I'm, I may have to get on a chair. Um, yeah. But okay, I got to start this off and I I prepared you for this before we started the podcast. But um, last week I wrote an article uh, on Denver Stiffs, by the way. Uh, Yes, for those who've been asking, yes, I do will occasionally contribute to Denver Stiffs. Um, And it was about how what the Nuggets are trying to do is like unprecedented. I've never in the history of the NBA, this has never been attempted to have a team that just won a championship and then have. Uh, a good five, six players on their roster be first and second year players, plus Zeke Naji, who barely played his first four years. And uh, I, I just don't think that's ever been, ever been, a, I know for a fact it's never been attempted. And the Nuggets in the offseason um, said twice, but on Media Day and uh, in the Ringer article that uh, Kevin O'Connor, Kevin O. Elon Musk wrote, and um, he and it was about the Nuggets are unconcerned with repeating this year. And and people kind of memory hold that. And they just kind of like say like, oh, he doesn't really mean what they're saying. I'm telling you, folks, the Nuggets are completely unconcerned with repeating this year. You don't devote that much of your roster to to sperm if you aren't if you are like really going for it this year. Which is whatever, okay? It's you're trying something new, and I hope it works. My issue is that I fundamentally understand about the NBA is that windows are small. Your title window is small. You cannot keep it open perpetually. The Spurs are are were really unusual. They had unusual circumstances that allowed them to sustain the way they did. Once Tim Duncan retired, that train derailed. Okay. Um, the, the, also another thing that was said was the golden state warriors. The golden state warriors had a collision of circumstances that the nuggets don't have right now. They, they had Steph Curry on a really affordable contract for the first eight years of his career, which allowed them to do other shit, which made things quote sustainable. Okay. And then in the biggest cap spike we've ever had in NBA history, they signed Kevin Durant. Things that are not repeatable. So it, it just bugs me. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that what the Nuggets have explicitly told people, and the reason this is bugging me is because people have been pushing back on this, and it's just it's bugging the shit out of me, Trey. The Nuggets have told people they are not concerned with repeating. Those are their exact words. Twice. Josh Kroenke said it. Calvin Booth said it. Twice. Um, just kind of accept that this year is not going to look like last year. And there's going to be games like the Pelicans game, the last game, there's going to be games like that. It's just, it's just inevitable. The nuggets have so much youth on their roster. doesn't matter if they're old rookies or not. They have so much youth on this roster. It's going to be bumpy and it's not going to look like last year. And I wish people would just listen to what the nuggets are saying and just accept what the nuggets are saying. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. My, my, my rant's over. You can if you want to. <laughs> um, I've always kind of disagreed with you on calling the Nuggets like the youth, kind of like comparing them to the Warriors, just because to me the Warriors drafted Kaminga and Moody to replace Draymond and Clay. Like those are kind of like those are high lottery picks. At least Kaminga was, and like your expectation of him is to be a starter at some point. So to me, like drafting Jalen Pickett is different to me than. Moses Moody or Moody Moses, as Kendrick Perkins famously said. Um, But I I mean, I'm not going to really disagree with you too much. I guess last year, the bench was awful. Last year, Mm -hmm. the bench has always been awful. I think 
ever since we traded Mason Plumley, it's like he's I've seen on Twitter like there is a his tweet is like what's your unpopular Nuggets opinion and my friend Trevor on Twitter Nuggets fan was like Mason Plumley was pretty good for us <laughs> and I was like yeah, yes he was you know ever since he got <laughs> traded it's like Javale McGee Isaiah Hartenstein who I would love to still have Isaiah Hartenstein um, well a certain coach didn't either. play him so <laughs> yeah well yeah um, but overall. I think the bench was terrible last year and I think the bench is bad this year, but at least there's like hope with young players that this year, I think a lot of people after we won the championship were like, Oh man, the nuggets are going to miss Jeff green. And then he had that great game against us. Um, you know, the rockets, but rockets yeah. I thought he was pretty bad last year. I thought yeah. Bruce Brown was pretty bad until maybe like February. And then I thought he got better. Mm-hmm. Um, he was way, he was a much better playoff player than he was regular season player uh, last yes, year, mainly because he closed with Jokic. And it's like, yeah, everyone when they close with Jokic looks really good. Not to say that Bruce Brown's a bad player or anything. One of the teams I love watching this year is team he's on now the Pacers. But um, I just think that with Jamal Murray hurt, and Reggie Jackson starting it kind of throws everything off. Not saying the bench is going to be great. They just need to be like a minus five, you know, versus a minus 15. And I think having Jamal play with the bench probably helps. Um, Maybe. Because they looked good for the first five games, I would say. The bench did not look terrible. They did, but I mean, like, as I always say. The, and every bench really, sucks. Yeah, As I always say, you can't really judge the NBA by until you, at least you get like where they're at right now. Um, 12. 13 games into the season it, it is it is just it's such a small thing and put teams that are should be bad play better in the in the first part of the season and the teams that play good are not good and we'll talk about this when we start talking about the nba stuff but the 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 thing with the nuggets is like what has been creeping up and specifically since jamal went up is uh, they've lost two of the last three games and it is largely due to issues they have with their depth which is you're throwing a bunch of guys who don't have a lot of experience into the deep end and you're like well this is a championship team and and what they're trying to do is stagger uh uh aaron gordon and uh michael poor jr in with a bench and that affects their plus minus because the bench is just not very good you got christian brown who had 20 what was it 25 27 points i only caught the the last maybe three minutes of that game um, and they didn't score in any of those minutes that I watched. So I think I might have been why the Nuggets lost that game. <laughs> that way, and then that was a terrible, terrible three minutes where they just, you just kind of like they got forgot. three threes. They were down three, and I think Jokic shot a three, Reggie shot a three, and Gordon shot a three, and they all missed. And at that point, I was like, whatever. You got three looks at a at a three. Like you can't ask for a better you know, opportunity to tie the game, then that is just like the, and those, those are not, not the three that game. Cause those, the are, not the three. Are, those yeah. are not the three. I would want shooting a three either. That's it was, it was weird. I, I, I agree. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was a strange process. I'm fine with Jokic taking a three, even yeah. Jackson, but probably want Mike to take that last three instead of Gordon, but it's whatever. I, 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 yeah. And, and then, and Mike didn't look great in that game. Uh, his shots been off. I think his calf is, it's got his cap, but his ankle is still really hurting him. But as far as everything else goes, I, I just, it is a thing that's going to be a thing. And people just have got to like, not memory hole it. They just got to accept it. Uh, the nuggets are really, I mean, Julian Strother is not going to look like the second coming of, you know, of name a small forward, you know, it, it, it is, it is just the way it is. Old rookies are still rookies. I said this in my column, old rookies are still rookies. There's a lot to learn in the NBA and what the nuggets are doing is novel. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I, I have a, a, a my men, I mentally reject it because I just, my, you have to take advantage of these things while they're still here. I mean, look what happened to Murray. He got injured and you can't count on great health. Like the nuggets had last year. You know, it's just, there are things that happen in a season and I just, my eye starts twitching. I'm like, I can't, can't, they're relying on a bunch of rookies, you know, like, and I, I just, Oh, it just, it starts, it starts gnawing at me, but it's all that aside, my personal views aside, the nuggets went into this year, very specifically saying we are unconcerned with repeating. So I don't think the expectation should be there to be quite honest with you, because the nuggets have said it reiterated it, you know, they, they are, they are doing the, a, a model that is unprecedented 
And I am curious to see if they adjust. I'm really curious to see this. And I, I that's where I'm at right now. But th- that is the Nuggets are nine and three. They're playing Cleveland tonight. And Cleveland's not a great team, but they are still a team that can beat the Nuggets. And uh, if the Nuggets go into some sort of issues with winning, and I'm, I'm curious to see how the Nuggets uh, approach this part. So all that being said, what is your view of the Nuggets start to the first 12 games of the season? I think everything with the Nuggets is relative to the competition that they face in the Western Conference to the point where, like, I don't really think that there are any teams that are going to come out of the West besides Denver. Like, I, like, I don't really fear anyone. Um, the Suns just cannot stay healthy. I know Beal's going to be out another three weeks. And, like, Durant's been healthy so far this season, and he has just is not – he's not healthy ever. So like Booker's already been hurt. Beal's hurt. I don't know about that team. The Lakers, I don't buy the Clippers. I don't buy uh, the Timberwolves have been pretty fun. I, I've enjoyed them, yeah. but I guess just answering your overall question, uh, as long as the Nuggets five starters are healthy, I'm going to be very optimistic about them. Um, Reggie Jackson has been a good replacement for Jamal Murray in the starting lineup. I, in my opinion, he's been, outperforming what I thought he would do but mm-hmm. uh no I I just love watching the team I love watching Jokic I love the way that the Nuggets play basketball like I, I've been watching a lot of other teams this year too just because I enjoy the NBA so much mm-hmm. and like I'll watch even like a really good team like that like the Celtics the the ball just sticks sometimes like as much as I think Jason Tatum's a great player I don't know how much I love watching his game. Whereas like, even with the nuggets, even when it's Christian Brown, Reggie Jackson, Mike, AG and Jokic, like you have two bench players in there. It's just such a beautiful way to play. So um, I'm still pretty, pretty high. I don't really have any opinion change. Jamal getting hurt. Um, I'd rather it happen now. Something like that has to happen, which isn't how that works. But um, just because I, normally I wouldn't even care about the nuggets until maybe January. That's kind of how I've always been, but mm-hmm. the in-season tournament I've enjoyed a lot. It's been fun. I was pissed to lose the Pelicans game. Um, so that's been kind of fun to watch around the league, but uh, no, I'm, I'm still pretty. I mean, like the warriors have been pretty bad. Uh, what other teams am I missing in the West? The Kings started off slow. Um, They're playing a lot better now though. They are playing better. Fox is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockets have been good. I just don't, I don't, like, I guess the Phoenix is completely healthy and on all cylinders and the Nuggets bench is like minus 20. It's, it's bad. But like we saw last year in the playoffs, the bench, you can really play two, three guys like in the playoffs. So it's like, I'm not as concerned, but that's well, kind of where I'm at. So to answer your question, I'm still very, very optimistic. In every NBA season, there's always the fake good team uh, that starts the year and the Rockets team, team to me, like the fake good team, because the way they play, I don't necessarily think is 100% sustainable. This is a very uh, Ime Yudoka kind of thing. You know, get them to overachieve on defense and all that stuff. It's it's very much that. Um, but the, on the flip side of that, the Minnesota Timberwolves are very much for real. And I am, I am kudos to the guy who got a bunch of shit last year, uh, Tim Connolly. I, I think he knew what he was doing. Like, you know, we should probably have assumed someone who was in Denver for almost 10 years probably knows what he was doing. And um, that's the, the Wolves were a fun team to watch. Um, I, I still I, think they gave up way too much for Rudy Gobert. But Rudy? Like, overall, he's been good for them. And yeah. I think Towns has been good, too. Like, the team has fit very well around each other in the way that Denver did in 20, you know, 16 to 2020. Like, those pieces all fit. Yeah. And I well, think the temp- well, Towns is still kind of like, I don't know, but um, they would be Conley's better if they great. got rid of him. I mean, honestly, I think you and I agree. I think, but the- are they better against the Nuggets if they get rid of him? Because no. I think that's the thing that they're building is like the the size against Denver. I, and I, I he does do that. I think Nas Reed you know, can easily step into that because they don't need that amount of scoring. They don't, I mean, they not. At, at Towns, I, he's he's he is the superfluous scorer in that in that group. Um, he 
they really need to rely on on ant to do a lot of the heavy lifting there is a worry that if you go into ant and uh uh go bear it turns into the utah jazz <laughs> which i i understand that concern mike conley rudy gobert the only difference is is uh uh anthony edwards so it's like i get that um this wolves team is a little deeper than that that uh uh utah team was but um i get it and i think that that's probably the consideration that they're going in internally right now like who knows um i think as of right now the team that scares me the most is the timberwolves because they match up well with the nuggets and there are very few teams in the west specifically who actually match up well with the nuggets the nuggets lost to the pelicans in the last game the nuggets are are obviously better than the pelicans and they got caught up in uh, uh, very cold stretches in that game, which is going to happen. And it's going to happen even when, you know, with when Jamal's here, but it was especially amplified because Jamal was out. Um, and the Pelicans don't scare me or anything like that. Then you are right in a sense that I think that this league is like not, not the quote unquote league, but I guess the Western conference, I think there is, they, they say there's parity, but I don't look at any of these teams and think this team can best the quote unquote, the nuggets. In there's a, parity in through scenario. three through 12 yeah. in, 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 in the West. Like, yep. I mean, even like the Spurs on a night tonight can be really fun. Like they beat the Suns in a really fun game. So like, and then, you know, there's the Thunder who were like, like a five seed to me kind of like they're not like i think you know certain people like bill simmons were like oh my god the thunder gonna be like the one seed i'm like okay <laughs> slow down but uh they're like i don't know if you watched any of that game last night but I they did. just <laughs> they that chet holmgren three like I, I was watching it on my phone and you know wiggins uh hit a three i'm like oh wiggins is doing anything good i just i just traded him away in fantasy um <laughs> love fantasy basketball but shout out sleeper app but um you know he hits a three and then chet like does a if anyone plays call of duty like a 180 quick scope like basically catch like catches the ball bas- back to the basket jumps in the air and spins and shoots and it goes in and i'm like good god <laughs> this team is so scary and then you know he's like talking his his shit to uh clay thomas and stuff i'm like oh man, this is incredible that that caveman just hit a dagger um <laughs> but that that team's so fun and like as like shay um i don't know if there's a off the dribble isolation score better than him in the nba someone who can just get by you and hit a pull up you know jumper i i know we all love Jokic and he's incredibly clutch but his game i'm not saying a back down post player i'm saying a you know someone who scores off the dribble the question was asked would you who, who's a more clutch player in, in your opinion or who would you rather have taken final shot kevin durant or shea i'm like definitely a shea i feel like i haven't seen kevin durant make an important shot in three years uh but shea is just absolutely unreal um i saw a tiktok last night and it was saying it was like to regrade the paul george trade to the from the pacers to to thunder and if you think about it Paul George trade to the Thunder. The Pacers traded Paul George for Sabonis, who then they got for Tyrese Halliburton. So you go Paul George, Sabonis, Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible stuff there. And then if you go to the Thunder, they got Paul George and gave up Sabonis. But mm-hmm. then they traded Paul George for everything in the Clippers zone and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that trade worked out for everyone but the Clippers, which <laughs> karma. <laughs> um, so uh, that's my quick uh, love fest about the Thunder. They're just, they are a lot like the, I don't know, 2019 Denver Nuggets, that first year that yeah. we made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think they met, they don't have a good matchup for the Nuggets specifically. Yeah, I, I agree. Because they play a lot of minutes with Chet Holmring at center, and that's just not going to work with Jokic. But, I think I think what I see in them is is a lot of exciting potential. The the odd man out, uh, you know, is Josh Giddy, your guy, and, and the twink, and uh, he, NBA I, Chalamet, he, slob wizard, he um doesn't seem to fit because he mostly because he just can't. He he he's having to he do a lot you. of 
off dribble stuff and he's much better on dribble. He is much better running an offense and for a guy who can't shoot and he needs to be able to be on ball. And when you have Shea in this, uh, uh, this scenario he's on off ball all the time so that makes his role catch and shoot basically that's not going to be sustainable and he seems to be really the odd man out in this scenario the 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 the, the thunder really need a a another shooter in giddy's position there um, they also can't afford to keep him and jalen williams and chet like just in right. terms of the cba like you can't pay all those guys fax contracts like giddy is going to be the guy in my opinion that they're going to probably have to move on from and i like watching him because i think he's while he can't he can shoot but he's like low percentage i think he's like 32 percent this year mm-hmm. he could average like 14 assists a game in a right. way that's very fun like he almost plays kind of slow like chris paul like he'll go around a screen and dribble and get under the basket and then just fire pass. And it's fun to watch. And he, I, I like when he plays with their bench. It's, it's I would love to have Josh Giddy as person leading, you know, my, my, my six man or whatever. Oh, I would take him on the nuggets in a heartbeat. Imagine mm-hmm. him running the second unit. Oh my God. Um, I, but he's too good to be a second unit player. And that's, yeah. that's the, that's, that's the rub here. He's, he's going to need to go to a team that really needs to put the ball in his hands all the time. Be a great spur. Yeah. Um, oh man, imagine him and Wembenyama. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of Wembenyama, um, the spur, the Spurs came back down to earth after a couple of wins to start the uh, season, which was inevitable. Um, what have you thought of, uh, Victor, Victor Wembenyama so far? Yeah, I mean, I think he's been really good. I I enjoy when he's not – I think I like his scoring the least. I enjoy watching him on defense the most. Just his gravity and the space he's able to get to, that man could get beat off. He could get crossed up at half court and recover fast enough to block a shot from the same person who crossed him up. It's His right. defensive versatility is truly unparalleled to like any player I've ever seen. Not saying he's – Matumbo, that's he he just because he's not really a center, he can just get back if he gets beat. His his ability to he Osar Thompson is someone also this season who does that. Like no matter what, he can get back in a play, which is a lot of fun to watch. Um I I've liked it. I I haven't watched I, I've probably watched three or four Spurs games. Um it's definitely been tough when so when Jeremy Sohan is running the point. They, they've been way better with Trey Jones. Mm-hmm. Um they were the team that before the season when the Chris Paul was on the wizards for two weeks. And I was like, man, they should really try to go get Chris Paul to just be able to have a point guard that can set up when Benyama, obviously they're not trying to win immediately, but just to f- develop those, those things kind of like Paul Millsap in Denver. It's like, they probably weren't ready to win, but having that player there to really be a locker room guy and help these young players know how to win is important. So they don't really have that. Um, but he, he he's been good. I, I will say I think Chet's been a better player so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're kind of having the 2016 Donovan Mitchell versus Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons what's really a, yeah. a rookie debate again? <laughs> uh, I will say I did a parlay with Jokic MVP Wembenyama, Rookie of the Year, and then immediately after that went and placed a bunch of bets on Chet Holmgren <laughs> because that way, like either way, I'm gonna win something because Chet I think has been better than Wembenyama, but Wembenyama. He has the hype and stuff, but uh, he's been great. He that that game against the Suns where they just came back and he hit a bunch of threes. That was pretty incredible. His ability to just shoot over anyone is insane. Um, but he's still super young, so mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting how they use him. He, he's not a center. He's not even really a power forward. He's more like a three or I, 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 I guess yeah. he's a four. Um, and they have Zach Collins next to him who. Just loves fighting everyone, but <laughs> he, I mean, he, he, he's been good. I just think he's been the second best rookie. And then I also mentioned Osar Thompson on the, on the Pistons. He's incredible. Yeah. And it's so unfortunate that the Pistons uh, are so terrible, but they don't have shooting. It's like, he is great. And so is Cade mm-hmm. and even Killian Hayes has been good, but all those guys have the same skill set. They're all defensive players who can't. I mean, Cade is like a low percentage shooter, but he can mm-hmm. he can't shoot. Thompson and Hayes can't shoot. So like you have all those guys. What are you doing? And then you have Jalen Duran who can't shoot. I think yeah. Isaiah Stewart is the only one who can shoot. So like, 
yes, they have talent, but what is Monty Williams doing with that talent? Why is Jaden Ivey coming off the bench? Oh, for killing Hayes, is Kevin O'Connor <laughs> running the freaking Pistons? You just a side note. You mentioned his uh, Elon Musk stuff on the last mismatch. He went on a two minute yes. rant about Tesla cars. <laughs> about Tesla cars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it, like it was a, funny. It, was it like wasn't a, a bad take either. But it was like it was a fucking funny. advertisement, is what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was like an anti-driving when or texting when driving, which is like I, which is good. Definitely agree, agree with that. Yeah. But it was just funny coming from him. Yes. That's all. I, well, let me let me throw this out here because we're talking about the the the, the rookies. But I, mean, I think this was a a great rookie class. It really was a. I could I could see it at the and this is what the difference between my take on uh, just the NBA in general in the first 10, 15 games and rookies. You can tell when a rookie knows what they're going to do. You can tell that they've got their shit together uh, in their brains very quickly. If a, if a if a player is going to come off the rails, it's always uh, it's as a rookie. It always is in the first ten games or so. They may have a couple of hot games, and then it'll be clear when teams start noticing them that these. I mean, Scoot no was terrible be, before he got yeah. hurt. Yep, and then and its guards are more likely. It's 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 hard. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just those things. So what I saw from Chet was like someone who obviously benefited from being a year on on a roster which brings up another point maybe there's more rookies that would benefit from just sitting for a year um which is uh something that is hard to for people to stomach specifically since the nba is so get them out there and play them now thing but you see the benefit in that sort of thing where the guy's able to sit be around a team especially a guy who's as is as definitely good as chet who had those skills coming out of uh what was he gonzaga and so mm-hmm. obviously you could see where that was going um in the grand scheme of things though and this is something i'm just going to throw out there and you don't have to comment on this but this is why expansion is inevitable this is why this is happening there's a glut of talent that needs to be spread out unlike in 95 when they expanded to toronto and vancouver and it really made the league bad for about a series about about five six years it made the league awful to watch even with the bulls being great um this is different this is there is talent everywhere in the league and it needs to be two more teams you need 30 more roster spots out here to get this more dispersed competition will be better it won't look as uh extreme as it does on nights, as as I think it does. So that's just an aside. You can comment on that if you want. But my overall point is that this was a great rookie class. Next year's rookie class, from everything everyone I've talked to, is like not great. Yeah. So a team like the Washington Wizards, say for instance, who they're going to have the seventh pick next yes. year again. They they <laughs> just are addicted to having like the sixth through eighth picks. <laughs> And they're, they're is objectively good, terrible. I mean, other than Kulabali, yeah, yeah, he's good. Uh, other than I also, that, I mean, they're really bad. Also, have cool. yeah, we don't talk about him. Uh, <laughs> as someone who loves basketball, I don't talk about Jordan Poole. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I like Denny Avdia. I have had him in fantasy basketball for two years, and he is just always like a twenty point, like eighteen into twenty point fantasy guy, which I I uh, respect. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that team is disgusting frankly <laughs> i just uh i don't i think i watched maybe a quarter or two quarters of them just because uh they're playing the hornets and i have lamella ball on my fantasy basketball team and every time lamella does something i cheer so that was fun because he did a lot of things <laughs> against the wizards <laughs> i'll tell you this um draft draft Knicks really hate when you say a uh a um, a certain draft is going to be bad, even though everyone on the planet knows that it is. And even people who are obsessed with the draft know that a certain draft is not going to be good. And it's okay to admit that. And it is okay for teams to be like, oh, fuck, we tanked in the wrong year. <laughs> and I'm wondering if the Washington Wizards are like, the Wizards, we should have yeah. done this last year. <laughs> Same with the, yeah, with, with, with the Bulls. Like they, they could have had a better draft pick and, 
possibly gotten Wembenyama last year, but they're like, let's lose in the play-in. <laughs> oh, that team. Man, I went to go watch the Bulls versus the Nets in person this year. Good God. That was that was a travesty against the game of basketball. <laughs> I mean, Nick Clacton was out, and I really like him. So it was just like, <laughs> it was just Cam Thomas, really. And it was fun watching because like, I went with my girlfriend, Jess. I was like, you know how people think Michael Porter Jr., like his nickname's like Michael never passed the rock Porter Jr.? Mm-hmm. Like what, what people think Porter is, is what Cam Thomas is. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, like I, I think he had one assist. His, his, like, his like over on betting was like 0.5 assists. And it's just, he is just hilarious to watch. <laughs> Can we but talk? The goals, oh my God. Oh my God. Well, what do you think? You're out there. So yeah. what is your view of uh, of the Bulls situation? Because I actually feel really bad for them because if, 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 if Lonzo was healthy, that team had an, at least at the very least had an identity. And when he went down, everything just sucked. I mean, they, they went from, this team that was extremely tough defensively is what they were. I don't people remember a half season where Alonzo they was were, they were a lot of fun. Yeah. They were fun to watch and all that stuff. I feel bad for their what's happened because Lonzo will probably never play again. And you're kind of stuck. And obviously it's easy for us to say, get it, just trade everyone. You know, like trade Zach Levine, trade DeMar DeRozan, trade Alex Caruso, you know, trade, um, uh, uh, is it Caleb, Caleb Williams on that? Right. I mean, but just trade Kobe White, Kobe White. Yeah. Kobe White. And just, just get everyone off the roster, be terrible for a series of five years and do that, which the bulls have, the Reinsdorfs are never really fans of doing that sort of thing. So I'm like, I I'm kind of have sympathy for where they're stuck, but at the same time, I understand there's some roster building issues that they have had for years now and they haven't helped themselves and Zach Levine very much is not a number one on the team that is clear to everyone he is maybe a two at the most and probably a three and you can't build a roster around someone who shouldn't be the number one option the Bulls are my least favorite situation in basketball maybe American sports in terms of like their desire to just stay absolutely mediocre. It's Chicago's a great sports town. People really care about the team. And it's almost like bad that the Bulls won six championships because then people like thought that was the standard, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just I mean they've they had a good team in you know the first few Derrick Rose years before um Tom Thibodeau like ran those players to the ground. Uh, I'll never forget Luol Deng having to get his spinal fluid tapped because of dehydration yes. after a game. Yes. I mean, how does, I mean, that's a lawsuit, but um, <laughs> I hate, I, 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 in, you know, in hindsight, the Vucevic trade was an absolutely terrible trade yeah. Um, yeah. to give Wendell Carter. Um, I think the pip that became Jet Howard and Franz Wagner for him. I mean, and then yeah, it's bad. I think Zach Levine is a losing player. I don't think he's ever been on a team that has contributed to winning. Um, Zach Levine's like career high, like best moment in Chicago was a game winner at the Hornets last year, I think, or two years mm-hmm. ago. Like that mm-hmm. is pathetic. I think they have missed on every draft pick. Pat Williams is an average player, as much as they want him to be the next Kawhi Leonard, he is an average player. Kobe White is an average player. Um Lonzo Ball was really great and I liked what they did, but that was like a three week stretch. I, I'm kind of sick, honestly, of the whole like, well, if Lonzo Ball didn't go and get hurt, like that team, they would, the Bulls would have figured out how to get, how to be bad. Like something, <laughs> some other thing would have happened. Like there wouldn't have been a fight. I don't know, but <laughs> I hate them. I hate watching them. I hate how DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine play basketball together. Vucevic is a good player. I like how he plays, but that team is absolutely terrible to watch in my opinion. And I have listened to a bunch of podcasts with Bulls people talk about how they think that they're just going to move Levine and just extend DeRozan, which is like, (laughs) what? What? DeMar DeRozan, (laughs) it gives me a headache to think about. And I don't even care for the Bulls, really. I just, 
I want to go to a game. Like I, I like going to basketball games and mm-hmm. I don't want to watch them on their, you know, hell looking in season tournament court. The, the red, honestly, it wasn't that bad in person, but um, I hate like, you know, even who's the most like poverty team right now, the wizards, yeah. even they have like draft pick hope. You know, like they're like, we have Bilal Kulabali, you know, he's mm-hmm. fun. Go watch him. Mm-hmm. The Bulls don't have anything. They had Ayo Desunmu, who doesn't even even play, I don't think. Uh, it's it's bad. There's the worst thing to me in sports is not having hope. And that team has no hope. So, yeah, Billy Donovan Bears have Justin Fields, like the one percent chance he hits at this point. They have that and the draft picks. The Bulls have nothing. But Billy Donovan's a good coach. I He's kind of feel fine. He's a I fine kind, coach. I kind of feel, I kind of feel like this is a team that obviously it's easy for us to say, you know, blow it up and just be bad for five years, and then you know, hopefully something happens. Give the franchise to Tory Craig, <laughs> the the other TC, um, and I think I think maybe that's easy for us to say, but I mean. Look at like had a team. It was a nice segue here for me. Uh, look at a team that did the be bad for five years thing uh, in the process, and look at them now. The uh, Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers are interesting to me because when I saw them lose to the Boston Celtics a couple nights ago, a couple things occurred to me. Um, it was a terrible Tyrese Maxey game. He had a ton of turnovers, and I realized who he reminds me of he reminds me of ty lawson very much i mean not not body size but in play style that's a gross comparison he reminds me of ty lawson he look he he just his game is much 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 better shot yes but he's based on it's based on him being fast everything everything is based on him being fast De'Aaron fox is like that yeah. Um, and he's the one that makes the really is the MVP of the uh, Sacramento Kings. It's not uh, uh, Domo Sabonis. So uh, you sound like uh, Draymond Green. <laughs> I'm not stepping on any chests. Please don't um, choke me, Jeff. <laughs> but there is also the Sixers. The Sixers are interesting because I think they may get lulled into thinking that they don't need to make another trade. I really do think that that is something that is is going to happen to them and it's not going to work out the way they think it will it has nothing to do with him and it has nothing to do with maxi the rest of that roster is okay and they probably need two people not a star but two better role players than they got right now um i don't think has, has tobias harris been on any winning team uh, like really substantially winning team has he contributed to his any clippers sort of weren't bad he wasn't bad on the clippers yeah, that was what that was like. Uh, Gallo, uh, Tobias Harris. Um, who else was on that team? Uh, what? I mean, they had Blake Griffin. No, they traded. No, Blake, Blake was for Tobias. That was the uh, team that snuck into the playoffs at the Lou Will. The Lou, Lou Will, Lou who Will. just said that uh, the Clippers and... didn't play in the playoff in the <laughs> bubble because they didn't want. Didn't think they would get respected. Never. Lemon pepper, Lou will. Lemon pepper, Lou. Um, and so what is your view of the uh, Sixers? I really like the Sixers. Mm-hmm. I have never said that out loud in my life. Um, <laughs> I think they're really good. I, I actually really have enjoyed watching them this year. I hated how they played with James Harden. I just, I, I saw a tweet. It was like, James Harden has done irreparable damage to the game of basketball. And I completely agree with that. Yeah. I hate how he plays. Um, yep. I, I well, I like when he's assisting. Like, I think he's a good passer. I I kind of like when he's doing pick and rolls with Zubats. I think that's fun. But anyways, last year with the Clippers or with the 76ers, I did not take them seriously whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, this year with Maxi, like, I really like him. I think he's been incredible for them. I like him and Embiid. I think the vibes there are really good, which they haven't been since like 2018. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't want any. I don't want them to trade for anyone who would take the ball out of Tyrese Maxey's hands. Like for example, Zach Levine. That is a terrible idea to yeah. get a, just a one-way offensive player to start next to him. Like if you're trading for a guy 
and I just hate even bringing up this guy because Messiah will never trade anyone. But like, I would go in all in for OG for them, like a defensive three, like that's a great trade for them. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I was just shitting on him, but even like Pat Williams would be good there. I I don't know, just some kind of wing scorer who can hit threes, which I know is like what every team wants. Um, but. Yeah, I, I I like them a lot. I, I think they're right now the second best team in the East. I don't like the Bucks right now. Um I, the Bucks look weird. I think that <laughs> team built was built for Drew Holiday and uh-huh. then got Dame and still was built for Drew Holiday at point. Um they still need to I think that they need to tr- make some moves. Um so I think they're the second best team in the East right now. I'm pretty high on them overall. I would love a Nuggets uh Sixers finals mm. just because I think that'd be like great for the NBA uh and great for basketball is like you know you can find you can sell you, you can do your narratives and then Embiid versus Jokic Maxi versus Jamal like the two Kentucky guards mm. um I think that'd be a lot of fun I think Nick Nurse has been good there so I really like them I I, I like them getting Robert Covington back you know he was there when the process started I mm-hmm have like one person i like he's a sixers fan and i'm happy for him um <laughs> batum's good there like i i don't think those guys are optimal starters but they're definitely optimal rotation players to me mm-hmm. so if you can get you know they got like a what a unprotected 2029 pick if you can maybe trade that and like <laughs> i only i know if... <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm laughing at something I just thought about. But when Harden demanded a trade, and then yeah. freaking Frickman Corkmaz was just, like, "I also want it. I also demand a trade." I just I was laughing at that oh. idea. Like, you can't demand a trade, dude. You don't even play. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe they trade him in the first, and um, I don't know for for some sort of wing. Uh, I think that would be good for them. It's. It's interesting to think about because I think the Celtics are very clearly, very clearly the for the best team in the East. Um, their issue is health. Yeah, they're really good. Their issue is health with Porzingis and um, obviously and and Jalen Brown being unable to dribble. So those are the two biggest obstacles to the uh, the Celtics. And I'm sure our friend Joe is listening to this right now, shaking his fist at us. But he always is. Um, but. Let's get to let's get to this the top of the East because the Miami Heat keep winning somehow. They lost last night. Oh, did they? To the Bulls. Okay. To the Bulls. I lost the Bulls. Oh my god. Shame. Shame. Things are happening. Uh, um, but other I don't consider them top of the East. They are they are their own ecosystem. So um they are the, top, the, the top of the East is generally the three teams that were there at the top last year. And the one that I think is the most shaky is the Bucks, because and you were right that they were built for Drew Holiday, but they were more built for Drew Holiday being a good perimeter defender and uh, Brooke Lopez being like like the 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 back line defense if he's needed. The problem is right now with Lillard being an absolute sieve. On defense. Oh, and by the way, it, even though I don't care for him as a player, Grayson Allen did contribute to their defense last year. So they had did players who could contribute very well to a good defensive squad. When you trade for someone like Lillard, you are you are accepting that your defense is going to be terrible. But the problem was, it's like this chain reaction of different things that have happened on the Bucks, and uh, what is going to be turning out to be a mistake is them resigning Brooke Lopez who is not great in a defensive scenario where you have perimeter defenders who are just terrible and at defense. And I don't think they're going to be able to score enough to make up for the deficiencies on the defensive end. So their roster construction after the trade is completely askew. And that's why I was telling in the, our, our NBA chat last night, I said, they look wrong. They just the books just look wrong, and they won. They beat the Mavericks, but it's like they they don't look right. There's just not they don't look like a team that is going to do anything in the playoffs, which is weird to say with a team that is, has Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo on it. Yeah, I really haven't watched too much of the Bucks this year, just because when you trade for a guy like 
Dame, who is the main guy on his team. And then like, it's going to take some time. I'll probably watch them more, you know, in like a month or two once they, I think, cause I do think that team is when you have Giannis and Damian Lillard, that fit is like really great to me. Um, so it's really just the cosmetics of the rest of the team. They're kind of why I kind of push back a little bit on the notion that, you know, the Nuggets shouldn't have gotten all these young players just because the Bucks have all old players. And it's like, I'd rather have young players than a bunch of old players. Cause at least I can move the young players because they have value. Like the Bucks are old and I know they have Marjan Bochamp and what was it? Andre Jackson Jr. I think they drafted who I think those guys were starting at some point this season. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to be bad long-term. I like, I, I still think they're a top three team. This season, I think they'll get better. That's probably the worst. They'll be in their nine and four. Like that's still mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, so I, I I do think it's Boston, Philly, Milwaukee right now in my border. Then after that, it's like probably Indiana. I I love them. I said at the beginning, I love watching that team play. They play no defense, but who cares? They remind uh, me of the eighties Nuggets. They're just so fun. They score mm-hmm. so much, and Halliburton is as good of a player as anyone in the NBA so far this season. He's been absolutely unreal. Like him, Shea, Jokic, Embiid, Tatum. It's just a great, there's just so much talent right now uh, in the NBA. So they've been great. And then, yeah, Miami's fifth, New York's sixth. I I love the Knicks in a way that, like, I don't really watch them too much, but, like, I've just always loved the Knicks in, like, a funny way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just hate Julius Randle as a basketball player. I need them to move him. Um, I don't know where you move him, send him to out to freaking Alcatraz. I, I don't know, but they, they just, the warriors. he's honestly him for clay. I think, I think we might've stumbled on, on you and I, there. you and I have a disagreement in, I think clay's bad. Clay of clay I, I, no, no, I, I, I've watched, I watched a lot of the warriors play. Um, I keep mentioning fantasy basketball, but I, I'm in a fantasy basketball league and, I have Steph with my my first pick. I had the ninth pick. My girlfriend drafted Tyrese Halliburton, and it broke my heart. And I had to, and I picked Steph, and so I, I watched him a lot because I like watching a player I have, and then mm-hmm. the like dopamine I get when they score or do an assist and like points. Um, <laughs> so I watched a lot of the Warriors, and I also had Wiggins. I traded him for MPJ, which is good for me. But um, mm-hmm. they suck. That team sucks. They got bullied last night by a team whose average age is 10 years younger than them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Draymond sucks. Klay Thompson takes insane shots. Like there was a shot last night where he bobbled the ball. A defender was in his space and he still shot it. Like he, he was not balanced at all. Like he, he was not in rhythm. Mm -hmm. He was out of, everything was off about the shot. I'm like, Oh, he's going to pass it. And then somehow he shot it. I think it was an air ball. He is, (laughs) Very bad so far this season. Wiggins had his first good game of the year last night, but like Steph, Steph hasn't been great in fantasy because he hasn't been assisting because none of those bums have scored. <laughs> like he'll right. pull past the yeah. Wiggins for three and he just airballs. Like it's, I feel bad for Steph. I tweeted, I was like, the Warriors really surrounded Steph Curry with a, with a bunch of lifetime fitness players. <laughs> it's, it's what are they? It's it's terrible. And Bob Myers got out the perfect year because <laughs> although i can't stand him calling games he that guy loves to talk loves uh-huh. to talk yeah he, he does he doc likes- rivers has been great that's what i'll say i've enjoyed oh. doc rivers on on the call but you 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 didn't probably didn't remember him when his first time he was doing broadcasting it was him and al michaels on the uh on the call in the nba game al michaels mm-hmm. thursday was- night football sleeping during the call with kurt kerbstreet al michaels <laughs> he he did a from 2003, 2002, 2003 to 2005 or 2004, he was the lead guy at ABC calling the games. And uh, Doc was great. Doc, in fact, uh, Al, it was Al Michaels and Doc Rivers on the, the 0.4 seconds shot by Derek Fisher. <laughs> Against the Spurs. Uh-huh. Which is still the most miraculous thing. My The thing I remember about that shot more more than the shot is Phil Jackson walking off the court right by Greg Popovich and smirking at him the entire time. <laughs> it's just, it was the, one of the weirdest things. It was, he was just gloating back, back over be, this. Back before Phil Jackson became a villain. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. It was before that. Um, before we get going here, a couple things. Uh, well, maybe just one thing, and then I want to want you to talk about uh, one new thing you're trying out uh, that ESPN is doing. Um, but you, um, you and I have uh, been observing the NBA, and you really have got really much into a lot into the NBA, um, in general. A lot more recently, would you say? It was it's been the last five years or so. I mean, I've like my whole college experience was sitting on a futon and watching basketball with people. Right. <laughs> like I've always watched a lot. I it's always just like comes down to time and a lot of, like I I moved a time zone west, which helps me watch basketball because it's earlier mm -hmm. in the night, which just it's just helpful. Like when the nuggets come on at 10 30, it's like or just even whatever that 10 30 PM Eastern game is. It's like, Oh, I can't watch it. But like nine 30, it's like, a, at least I can watch half of it. Mm -hmm. um, I just think there's so much talent in the NBA, like you said, and mm -hmm. there are so many guys who play the game the right way. Um, like I, I, I keep bringing it back to the Pacers, but I just love, they're so fun. Like Halliburton plays basketball. in such a beautiful way. Obviously Nikola Jokic, Shea, um, I think Devin Booker is a really great player. I like watching him besides like the, I, I always say Devin Booker is all bark, no, uh, no bite. Mm -hmm. I do just mm -hmm. Luca's fun. Luca. I'm kind of, kind of tired of honestly, just like <laughs> that guy complains all the time, but um, he's a great mm -hmm. player. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I just uh, hashtag crunch time. If any of you've seen me on Twitter, hashtag crunch time. Crunch time is NBA, uh, the NBA apps version of like NFL red zone where yeah. they like go back between a lot of games that are in the fourth quarter and, um, no one watches it, but I think it's great. So mm -hmm. I've been enjoying crunch time. Yeah. So it's been a great season so far. Well, you decided to use, uh, ESPN bet recently. And... Oh Yeah. That is a part of Denver Stiffs now. Uh, we've been chosen the Denver Stiffs. I shouldn't say we. I'm only kind of a part of Denver Stiffs, but uh, Denver Stiffs was chosen as a partner for ESPN. So, what was it? What was your experience like? Because you do you did the promotional thing, right? Uh, that uh, I got was the free the post, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I deposited ten bucks, which is the minimum, and then I put five dollars on Nuggets to win the game when they were down like five to the Clippers won like 16 bucks, which was great. Mm -hmm. I haven't bet on anything else besides my free bets, but I did uh, my free bets. I did Jokic MVP, which I'm always going to bet Jokic MVP because it almost always wins without ESPN interference. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, most improved player. That one's like, I'm just going to get the free bet that I can cash out. Like you bet 50, you win 47 kind of thing. Um, just a random one. I did the Pacers to win the in-season tournament. Um They've been they're like two and zero in their play, and yeah. the odds are plus fourteen hundred, so pretty mm -hmm. good payout for that one. Uh, did a parlay of the Nuggets winning the Western Conference and the in the Seventy Sixers winning the East. Um, odds were really good on that twenty one hundred, so that's a pretty nice payout if that happens. And then um, on another sports book, I did Wemby Rookie of the Year. So on this one, I did Chet Rookie of the Year um plus 400 for that one so that one's nice and i feel like right now i mean that was at plus 400 odds um let me see what the odds are now for rookie of the year because they're definitely like you definitely won't make as much money um as that right now rookie of the year it's plus 225 so when i got it two days ago it was plus 400 and now it's plus 225 for jet so they're definitely noticing that that guy is playing super well so you locked it in at a high, at a great at bigger payout, and uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. The only I thing is, go ahead, go ahead. Good. No, I, I just I wish that I wish that on ESPN bet you could do parlays of future bets. So I can't do Jokic MVP and Chet Rookie of the Year, which I can do on other sports books. That's my only criticism. You can't parlay the uh, well, that's that awards. Seems, that's interesting because I did Jokic and Wemby on an, another sports book so i wanted to do Jokic chet so that i mean i i'm pretty sure Jokic's gonna win the mvp so either way i win but i couldn't do both so yeah well um everyone shall go check out denver stiffs they're gonna have posts about uh about promotional stuff for asp and bet there that uh 
a bunch of my friends and um, uh, long-term friends and, and obviously Trey and others have taken advantage of, you know, see what it does. I don't, I don't myself gamble. So I, I'm always like hearing, <laughs> I always like hearing about people winning money though. And uh, that's, that's, you know what really, I don't really do good. is bet on the NFL. Cause I don't ever win. I never win a single NFL bet. I I, I never do. I, I like literally never have. So I only bet on the NBA because I know the NBA. I don't as much as I think I know NFL. I just don't win. Hey, bet what you know, right? Don't don't go yeah. out like outside your comfort zone because I, and you're just guessing. Otherwise, you know. Well, my first bet, sports bet ever, was Jokic MVP in 2020. Mm-hmm. Bet thirty dollars, won six hundred when that happened. So it's been all downhill since since then. But I guess that's how they get you. Before we go, how are your Cowboys going to do? My Cowboys? What is this? 20 or 2014? Uh, I've <laughs> given up on the... I don't even care about the Cowboys anymore. I still like them, but my dad loves Cowboys still. The, with with the NFL, it's really, I really just follow the players I have in my fantasy football teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Cowboys are just cursed, man. I've never <laughs> seen them win anything. I, you know... <laughs> You, you you see Anilo's tweets. I mean, you, you see how taxing it is mentally to him. I just I just he's so invested anymore. too. He is so I, invested. I, I I can't. They're they're like a tumor to me. So I just like I don't know. With the NFL, see it's eleven or it's it's noon now, so games are about to start. Like I just like watching red zone and uh I've been enjoying CJ Stroud on the Texans this year, but the Cowboys the Cowboys will make the playoffs. And either lose in the first round or the, or the second round, like they do every year. They are the they are the Sixers of the NFL. <laughs> they start if they start winning this year though, and then they start. The Texas Longhorns though, my Texas Longhorns are what nine and one now. They gonna they're like seventh in college football. So they squeaked That's out good. that game last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was... Ooh. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole. Um, so, and uh, well, my thanks to Trey, and I would like to make this a regular thing with uh, Mr. Mitchell here. So, um, Mr. Mitchell, I want to, I want to see, I want to see what we can, I can start titling this thing around the NBA with Trey. Um, nice. The the all around with Trey Mitchell. Throwback. <laughs> All right. So anyway, thanks to Trey. Uh, uh, tell them where they can follow you for your uh, NBA and Star Wars treats. Yeah, just on Twitter at Trey underscore Mitchell three. I changed the name. Used to be the Trainator. Just couldn't mm-hmm. say that out loud anymore. So Trey underscore Mitchell three. Yeah, I used to be. I used to be able to. Now, now I, I don't have it memorized anymore because you changed it. I mean, it, it's I, I've been I've known you for so very long time. Been better since I changed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things I feel I feel I feel less awkward about the NBA <laughs> crunch time putting my tweets on during it and it says my name instead of the trainator, but trainator. everyone still knows me as that. Yeah. The trainator says that Zach Levine used to be traded. Yeah. Zach Levine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks to Trey, and uh, we'll have be having him on more frequently in the future. And uh, I'll be back uh, in a couple days with another episode to time. <laughs>